1: That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code
2: LISTEN. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much.
0: Hello, my fine friends. Welcome to Rahalastapa 2021. I've just got a feeling that everything's going to be okay this year. That's just my feeling. Um, lockdown three, the quickening. Uh, this week we are talking to Alexis Sale. We did this one just before Christmas. Uh, tried to speculate how Brexit would affect the UK. Uh, I predicted a bomb site looking out the window it's looking okay. I was wrong. I misjudged it. Well done, Boris. You're doing a great job. Um, Hope you're enjoying these podcasts. If you're watching or listening to this on the 6th or 7th of January 2021, good news. You can get the Emergency Questions 1001 conversation starters for every occasion on Kindle or eBook for just 99p. There's over a thousand questions in here. There's some bonus ones in this edition. Uh, and that will keep you going all the way through lockdown, however long it may be. You can ask them to friends. You can ask them to family. You can ask them to yourself whilst playing snooker against yourself. Whatever you like. Uh, my Twitch channel will continue through lockdown. Twitch.tv slash RK Herring. Mondays, snooker. Wednesdays, we record rehearsals, usually. Thursday, we do Twitcher fun, usually. Lots of puppet-based fun and japes and sketches and all sorts of stuff. Uh, And we may add a few more things to the roster as we're going through. There's occasional live stone clearing. We were playing video games and all sorts of stuff. You never know doing film commentaries. They may come back for lockdown. We shall see, my fine friend. Um, Please support us if you can. If you can't afford to, which is understandable at this difficult time, then... um, just listening to the podcast with ads or just telling your friends. The reason we keep it free is so that you can all enjoy it. If you have any spare money, 99p, that would help. Or become a monthly badger. Go fasterstrike.com slash badges. You know how it works. Let's crack on and welcome the very special guest. Second time of asking the Rahal Estapa with the wonderful Alex E C L. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome a man who's accidentally drinking peanut, pecan, maple and vanilla milk stout. Cheers. It's Richard Herring. Hello, everyone. Uh, I just grabbed a beer out the fridge. I thought it was a beer, but, you know, with this uh, delivery beer system that uh, we sometimes have advertising our podcast, uh, they're all fancy cans. And uh, this one's called Fairy Tale of Beer of Brew New York. And I thought, that's going to be a nice Christmassy drink. And it's a crazy stout that I will nurse throughout this podcast. Welcome, anyway, to Richard Herring's Let's Start 2021 podcast. Um, Thank God 2020 is over. But let's face it, 2021, if you're listening to the podcast, we're still in 2020 as we speak. There's still a week for terrible things to go wrong. Um, let's face it. 2021 is definitely going to be worse than 2020. So I don't know why we're glad to leave it behind. Uh, but I was uh, hanging around with everyone in tier four, uh, today. I'm very proud. I've been up to tier four. I was been tier three for a while. I didn't even know there was a tier four, but I've been uh, promoted up there to executive class tier four. There's a few other people in with me. Um, they call it relish to put all those guys, the ones that are able to speak. Um, uh, it's a very exciting time because we are. Uh, I'm recording on the 23rd of December and as I record, we still do not know what is going to happen with Brexit, which is, what, eight days away. So uh, you'll be listening to this and you will know, if you're at home listening to the podcast, you will know what's happening. Uh, but we do not know what's happening. I might try and see if my guest can guess when he comes on. Uh, all I know is that we're currently living on a plague island. Um that's what all the foreign newspapers uh, are saying about us. Oh, that's, ah, the, I, I put up, that's, I haven't loaded up the pictures, right, I'll put that back. I've just put up a picture of a, a deep fried penis, to, which probably is, that, actually, that's quite apt for Brexit. I'll leave it up. Uh, and uh, all we had to do to stop immigrants was uh, infect ourselves with plague, it turns out. So we've been through all this palaver for nothing. If we'd just given each other plague. It would have been cheaper. It would have been less self-destructive. Many of us would have died, but at least we'd have died pure and British with no no immigrants would have wanted to come. Um, we've got the super spreading virus now. That's the new thing that's just come in. Um, and uh, I, I, you know, I d- it, we've got no deal Brexit possibly coming up. But we've, we've got our own super version of the virus. It feels like God doesn't really like the UK. I don't want to be one of those Americans who says... God's punishing us, but it feels like God's punishing us for something. And the problem with being from the UK and being English in particular is it's very difficult to pin down what that thing might be. It could be anything, couldn't it? It could be a myriad of things. Maybe it's just everything. God's gone. Fuck it. We've had enough. Uh, let's let's really fuck them up. Well, I, look, I hope you've enjoyed 2020, at least what's been going out online. Um, I've had quite a nice time and it's been quite creative. I've, uh, I feel it's gone all right. We have produced a lot of content for you here on this channel, including a deep-fried penis, a picture of a deep-fried penis behind me right now. Uh, if you feel you've enjoyed that uh, and uh, happy to have had it for free but have some spare money, why not consider becoming a monthly badger? Go com slash badges. £3 a month. You can pay more if you want, and you get access to backstage interviews and all sorts of stuff. Uh, and stand-up shows, loads of extras. But more importantly, that money gets channeled back in. And I'm hoping in 2021 we can start making some of the more adventurous and ambitious projects and doing sketches that we're filming outside for my Stupid Puppet Show. And who knows what will be. So support us if you can. But if you can't afford to, then you're welcome to listen. And if you don't want to, you're welcome to listen or watch for free. Uh, Maybe tell your friends about all the stuff. That would be nice. Or just keep it yourself like you always have. Anyway, I'm very delighted to welcome back a guest um, who we asked had on, I can't believe, six and a half years ago, nearly seven years ago, who was on this podcast. Uh, he is probably best known as the heckler, sort of political heckler in a crowd in Walcott. That is why we're all here tonight to to see him. Will you please welcome the amazing king of comedy, Alexis? Sale. Here he is. Hello, Alexei. Hi, are you doing? Richard. Hi. It's lovely. Thanks so much for doing this. Are you so welcome. close to Christmas. And <laughs> yeah. you I know you're busy in department stores. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's yeah. nice for you to give up your time. Yeah. So have you ever done have you ever played Santa or anything?
3: Uh, I did um yeah, I did a, a charity photo shoot for kids' companies, remember them? Um it ended in Uh I, I did a I did a yeah, I dressed up as Santa. Uh, well of course there's a there's a bit um, there's a bit um, you, you can swear on this, can't you? It's the internet. Yeah, you can uh, say anything you like. Well, there's a bit I used to do I did in Edinburgh in 2017 about I was walking through King's Cross fairly late at night and a, a woman called me a Santa Claus faced motherfucker, <laughs> 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 and um, so uh, yeah, kind of. And then and also a couple of African guys walking towards me. Excuse me, but they suddenly started going Santa,
4: Santa. <laughs> <laughs>
3: so well,
0: maybe yeah. this. I think the. I think you're a bit. There's got to be a great drama of, like, a very angry Santa Claus. I mean, Santa Claus must be angry. So,
3: I think, uh, I think, yeah. Well, as you, it was. You know, my my parents always were very keen to take me to see Santa at, Lewis's department store, and you know, and they were communists, but I always thought it was because they thought that Santa was a lot like Stalin. <laughs> you know, they both had red uniforms, and they they they. Were, they they, kind of generated their wealth from a system of slave labour, you know, both of so <laughs> I that they were the kind of well, northern it altocrats. is communism.
0: It, ideally, you know, Christmas should be communism, but unfortunately, the rich kids get better presents for some reason. Yeah, from Santa, But yeah. He does give to all the children. So in a way, he's the first communist, maybe. Uh, yeah. How, how, how far can we push this? <laughs> so what do you remember about Walcott, walcott well, was your was, first well, t v job I think. yeah um it's i mean i think
3: that was it was very, very early on and it was still i think i was still at the comedy store and um it, there was a casting director she's dead i can't remember her name but she she cast it was just, Walcott was this detective thing where the unbelievable kind of twist in it was that walcott himself was was black. Right. And there was a scene in a market. I think it was Ridley Road Market, and um, Keith Allen was also in it. And he was a he was a fascist making a speech, and I I heckled him. And it was just the first time I'd ever done any telly, really. So I I um, I, uh, I, I I um yeah you know, I found it really thrilling, and also Keith being a very sort of he's so sort of much more interested in people. I remember at one point he'd be he'd, somehow he was in some house. And he said, Lex, Lex, come in here. They've got a goose. I can remember. Which is very kind of Keith Allen. Anyway, so. Is it a yeah, living so it was,
0: goose or a dead goose? I thought it
3: was a living goose. I think it was a pet wow. goose, yeah. And uh, so, yeah, I remember a lot about Walcott. It seemed, because I think it was the first telly that I ever did, it seemed amazing and, 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 and magical and, you know. yeah.
0: Well, we all remember you from it. I, I don't actually sure remember that series, but no, you know, no. if I'd known you were in it, I'd have watched it. That's the irony. But there <laughs> we go. Um, but uh, look, you've let's talk about this because you've you know you're on my podcast six and a half years ago, and I can't believe that how much time has passed how that quickly because it doesn't feel like that long. But uh, you've now got into it's just six years later. You've decided to get, get yeah. <laughs> into your own <laughs> into know. the world of yeah. online entertainment, which I presume is down to. 2020 generally you've had quite a roller coaster in that you started 2020 on tour yeah
3: um
0: yeah and, and was then... two-thirds
3: of the way through the tour when it oh you two-thirds yeah right? yeah yeah when it uh, it got cancelled so what was that
0: like what was because you were doing was liverpool your last yeah you doing five, I did nights, five in nights
3: in liverpool yeah and then you got um, them all done did you? did you get all the gigs yeah like yeah they, done? they finished on the saturday and then we drove home overnight and then uh
4: I mean, I don't and know. In some that-
3: ways, it's like I've never. It's nothing pleases me more than cancelling a gig. I mean, it was. <laughs> it was a. It was a very. You know, I don't. I mean, I think that's a quite a strong strain in comedians that they're always. if You can cancel a gig on legitimate grounds. You always will, really. So. But I mean, the, the, I think we were supposed to be doing Sheffield, and then the promoter in the end actually pulled it, and then that 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 was the f- the first week. You know, when he said when. Johnson said, don't go to theatres. And then um, then, then lockdown came. I and mean, I, I also had coronavirus out of myself. But I yeah. Years, so I, I was okay for that first week when we got back. And then I just yeah. you know, fell off a cliff for about a week. I was very ill.
0: So you lost your sense of smell uh, and, sense and of, taste and everything? does that come back? Because the mm. last time
3: I heard you talking about it, said, no. It's come back about kind of 50%, I think. But really? Not God. Not, uh, no, not, not at all completely, no. no.
0: Right. So that, I mean, again, a lot of people, it's obviously, thank goodness you're okay, and mm. you know, it's, yeah. as some people didn't get through it, but um, that's the kind of side of it that people aren't really concentrating on, is it? I, one of my friends has been ill practically the whole of the year, basically. Really? It's not, yeah, he was in hospital for a bit, but at home he's just unable to, I think he's a bit better now, but he was just for months unable to do anything, mm. you know, and it's, it's sort of very weird the way it affects people differently, but then... Is the prognosis that your taste and smell will come back? I don't. I mean, I've never, good.
3: you know, I've never consulted anybody about. It. Nobody knows basically. I mean, I think that um, generally it does, I and mean, it, it it's come back. It came back like twenty five percent and then fifty percent, but it's kind of stalled uh, since then. So, um, yeah, I don't. I, you know, I, I guess it'll come. I guess it will come back at some point, but maybe it won't. I don't know.
0: <laughs> so I hope it does. the The tour was your first stand-up show for a little while was it your first tour yeah tour show for i was a while? thinking
3: i think that's seven years yeah i never i've never quite believed I my own pr whether that's true <laughs> i make stuff so was
0: it were you were you enjoying the tour or was it kind of like because it's not you know it is nice to get gigs cancelled that's not your not your problem i had a couple cancelled because the weather last year ah, a, you kind of go yeah it's, it's all right yeah yeah
3: yeah it was um it was amazing it was an amazing show, and I, it 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 perfectly. I mean, the Brian Logan in The Guardian, basically, you know, he sort of voted it kind of best and one of the best stand-ups yeah, so that's, this yeah, year, yeah. yeah. And he was right, really. And it perfectly and brilliantly summed up kind of late, you know, December – Uh, 2019 you know january february 2020 i mean if if you if you really wanted to capture the essence of that period then you could have seen my show and you would go this is amazing this man has bottled the feeling of a of an era of the kind of post corbin you know kind of 2020s and if this you know this what could come along that could possibly make this irrelevant um (laughs) What, what, what conceivable, world-changing event could happen that make this completely fucking pointless? All this work, all this you know, all this fucking workshopping material, yeah, you know. So yeah, that will never. But it did. It it did it it beautifully captured. Um, uh, January well, twenty twenty. It's,
0: it's such an unusual thing to happen. Obviously, like, and it must be annoying to be two thirds of the way through. You're probably just getting to the point where you're getting into sort of profit on a tour. You, yeah. You're in profit, but, you know, the last third <laughs> is where you make your money, basically. Yeah,
3: so. I mean, and it was also, I think, I mean, I'd sort of, I'd, I kind of had an idea that I wanted to play kind of mediums. I was sort of you know, like, I played five nights in a in a 500 season, but I think given the response to the tour, uh, I would have gone out this autumn and probably played the bigger rooms, played the south. I would have, because there's large parts of the country that I also... I didn't uh, – because I was doing multiple nights, I, you know, uh, getting on a bit, so I couldn't face – so it was like a 30-day tour, but it didn't, there was, we didn't go to Wales, we didn't go to the Northeast, we didn't go to Scotland. And so I think I, what we would have done in the autumn was we, we'd have played the big, you know, the 2,000-seaters. I would have done a tour. Right. And I, yeah. they would have sold out, I think, you know. And it, yeah, oh, well, that's good. That
0: well, well, hopefully you'll be able to do – I mean, is it something you – you know, as I get older, I'm feeling like you know I'm less inclined to go and see. You know, do even it's usually fifty dates or something I would do. It feels less exciting as an idea and more more irritating. But you seem to have kind of got back into stand up and got the bit between your teeth and yeah, yeah. Enthusiastic I don't think yeah.
3: It. I mean, I don't think I would do. I mean, I can't. I mean, I would do a maximum of about thirty dates. I think on a tour, hopefully. You know, large, you know, so I, I, enough people would come and see me, really, in large venues. But, yeah, I mean, I can't, the, the sort of the driving and all that's the bit, I can't, you know, on the last tour we got, we, you know, we got the train most of, most of the places and stuff, stayed overnight, you know, rather than those kind of late night drives back to London. So, uh, yeah, it was, uh, you know, it was going, it was going really well. And the, the, the show, you know, yeah, the the show had really cohered in a way that it was it was my favorite um you know stand-up I think I'd done like Edinburgh in 2017 and that was good but there was bits of it that I didn't I wasn't completely happy with but this I'd learned from that and um you know I'd, I'd, I'd found a way to really do yeah, I think it was something very special really in
0: there yeah well as you say top 10 shows of the Guardian mm. that's helped a bit by all the other shows being cancelled, Lexi. Yeah. but it's still... it's. That's still... a first, I did think, yeah, I did think that. I thought, yeah, this is a
3: kind of... Because, yeah, what's he going to choose from? There's been fuck-all, really. I don't know where I would have been, what he would have said if, yeah, you know, all the... all the, all the Well,
0: stuff, often yeah. people forget. You know, the thing is, he saw you in February, would have, or March or, or January or February, whatever he saw you. You March. know, people for, come to the end of the year and they... they they forget, yeah. <laughs> forget the stuff they see in the beginning. So it's good, it's good to do it. Basically, so was his the comedy move... year ended in March, so. <laughs> yeah. So was the move into podcast as a result of? Was it entirely a result of of not having any live work, or was it something you of been planning uh, to do I'd anyway?
3: Been, I mean, I've been <clears> toying with <throat> the idea for years, um, but never really um, got really found a way to do it. I think, and I, and also it is, you know. I've I struggled with the idea, you know. I mean, my, you know, working pattern was that I, you know, I did something, it was broadcast by a channel which gave it authority, and they paid me a lot of money to do it. And so, this kind of podcast where you're fighting with every other, you know, influencer's fucking giving in makeup, demonstrate, you know, you, there's no authority. You have no authority. Also you pay. The first time I had a meeting with, I honestly didn't know a few years ago, I had a meeting with some people who want, you know, was talking about a podcast and I was like, I pay you, I pay for the, I pay for, I pay money to give my shit away. What's where's the sense in that really? So it's taken me a long time to accommodate myself to, um, to that really. Uh, I, yeah, I don't know whether it would be happening. But, I, I mean, I think I've been slowly coming around to it. Um, sure. So, yeah. And also, but it was meeting um, Talal, uh, who, who does everything for me, really. Talal Karkuti, who is a comedian himself yeah. and a podcaster. And uh, he uh, he was really, he was the one who made it all possible
0: for me. I think it really suits you. I, see, I, you know, I've been doing it, obviously, for 12 years. Yeah. Uh, and I've never paid to do it. I didn't get paid for a long time. Yeah. Uh, I am now I am now you know making I, I could make a living from just podcasting now I think so it's kind of interesting that that's happened but it what appealed to me which I always thought you know I always thought you'd be good for this and it, I think it's proving that you are even though it's quite early days for your podcast uh, but it's very good it's just that you know it's you're in control of it all so you know you you are owning the means of production yeah. you're producing <laughs> what you want to do it feels to me I know it has changed and I know it has become a lot more uh Commercialized and people bringing in the big names and and trying to make lots of money from it. But if you want, if you're if you're just doing what you want to do, and your podcast, I think you know almost by your own admission, it's 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 quite political. At least a couple of the episodes are, and you kind of almost want to put people off listening to it because you're trying out new material. Yeah. So yeah. a lot of people are going to get turned up. but well, not a lot of people. But some people, maybe not many Alexei Ale fans to be fair. To be fair, so but because the be true, p- the political either. nature of it is. Yeah,
3: uh, you know, it's yeah, fairly it a it? I think. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, I've loved, uh, what I've done so far, the, the three or four, whatever it is that I've done so far, I've absolutely loved. And there's also, this other thing that we do, which is these bike rides as well, which, yeah. uh, are really That's lovely. I think today. they're really, really nice.
0: Yeah. Well, the, the bike where I do is great. That's on YouTube. If you just look for Alexi's uh, channel, uh, just Google Alexi Sailor, you'll find both of these things very easily. Uh, and, uh, it's very relaxing. The bike. I do a. I do a podcast where I clear stones off a field, or walk around <laughs> the field, and clear stones okay, off it. So, yeah. and people use it to go to sleep. To uh, yeah, it's, yeah. it's its main function. But it, it's very relaxing. But also, you're very. It's a. It's beautifully filmed. The filming works well. So there's a camera on you and a camera on where you're going. So we get to see a bit of London. But you're also just chatting away. And what you're good at. And uh, there is one of your uh, episode of your podcast where you're interviewing people, but you're just basically talking to yourself. And and. Soliloquizing, and you're very good at that. That's that's a hard thing to do, I think. In as uh, first yeah, I guess podcast.
3: yeah, yeah. It came very, it did come very um, yeah. uh, easily and naturally to me. So yeah, it's. It, I mean, there's been no, You know, There's no pressure. You know, I, I like that. There's no pressure and stuff. And yeah, and the the bike rides. I mean, I think they are lovely. They are really yeah. meditative, and um, you know, I'm very, I'm very pleased with them. We did one uh, yesterday, the day before. And, um, again, I think it's, yeah.
0: I think though, you know, also it's. I mean, the production values are very high. I think, especially for YouTube, well, and yeah, it's um, that's you know, But it almost that's, not, that's not a te- to You know, mean. if the if uh, Bob Mortimer and can go fishing, yeah, it's a TV show of you cycling around and just having a chat with yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's kind of beautiful. It's it's and you try You know, you cycle slowly. It's not like you don't wear a helmet, do you? You wear a <laughs> no, hat. No. Is that, that yeah? Is I usually to, wear a hat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just to protect you if you come off. Yeah, uh, you're going pretty slowly. I think you'll be okay. Yeah.
3: Yeah, I can go faster. Yeah, but um, well, you're
0: a very patient uh, bike rider. If it was me, I'd be a lot of it would be. Much, there was a there was a bit where people were walking in the cycle lane. And you just went round them quite politely. Yeah. I'd have been shouting. At, I'd have been shouting at them. Well, interestingly enough, I
3: talk about that on this um, uh, on this uh, on this bike ride that we did yesterday on Tuesday. Um, that uh, there's a there's a podcast I really like. There's only three of them, I think, which is called. Ogmios, Zen taxi driver, which is this guy, this battle rapper driving around sort of mostly Stoke Newington and Green Lanes and stuff, but in a very Zen way. And he, and it, 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 I mean, it's very funny, but it's also, um, you know, I think that it, that it, it, there, there is a way to, I try, I've, I have myself been trying to drive and cycle in a, in a, in a, in a considerate and sort of Zen way the last few years, because I think it, cause I was, a, I was a shouter and a hooter and a honker. And, um, uh, I yeah, I mean, particularly being aggressive with people when I'm on a bike, which is like fucking stupid. When you think about how, you know, arguing with a, with a 40 ton lorry when you're on a, <laughs> when you're on a, when you're on a lilac bike. And, um, uh, so I I I, uh, I have um, tried to to ride in a more considerate way, and it's 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 actually it's a it's 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 very good for you, I think, to do that.
0: Yeah, I think it. Well, you know, it, but then it's very good to watch. It's calming to watch, but also because I'm presuming you haven't really thought that much ahead. You drive Not the first all, one, no, you drive no. past. Uh, Boris Johnson's old house, and you have some anecdotes yeah. about that and about him. And it's just things occur to you as you're going. You know, drive down by the, the canal, which is lovely to watch. And yeah, interesting to see all the people you pass. Part- I mean, I worry you're going to. It's a bit like Google Maps, where the, the, the people who get caught up in your in your camera might be up to something that yeah. they shouldn't be doing, and and you might reveal what they're doing. Yes, but- I, I don't know what
3: the. Yeah, I guess the, I, I guess you have to. I mean, it would be. I think it would be impossible to. That must be very difficult for people to have affairs these days you would basically, basically have to because you are yeah you know, there is some yeah you're going to get caught up in somebody's yeah podcast aren't somebody. you really it's, yeah, it's 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 virtually impossible to remain yeah hidden i think these days uh yeah yeah i i sometimes a bit i w- i think that <clears throat> you know i don't i'm not somebody who particularly wants to put my life. I mean, I'm more I'm more accommodated with it now than I used to be, but um, I'm still not somebody who has that compulsion to share their life with, with the world, really. And so I don't know. I don't know. If to, it'd be interesting to see how long... You know, I don't want to kind of tell every story I've got, you know, do every anecdote. And so it'd be quite interesting to see how long um i can keep doing like the bike rides
0: i I sort of feel it works on every level though i think you know it would be just enjoyable watching you cycle around not talking (laughs) yeah the talking's an extra level but it's sort of just it's sort of fascinating just to see you know a place it doesn't have to be obviously you're in london so it's london but it could be anywhere you could take this anywhere you wanted you could go around the world with it and it's quite a pleasant way to do it yeah well, that's what we're thinking really
3: when the you know when the world eases a bit that we'll go to like liverpool and hastings and places and
0: and do it's just interesting how the technology is that good that you can stick a camera two cameras on a bike and it can come out that well yeah it's it's, it's, uh it's lovely very well produced as is your podcast i did enjoy the one i mean i've enjoyed all of them and as always it's challenging stuff and interesting stuff and um if you're a fan of Keir starmer you (laughs) might not want to tune in Maybe you will. I mean, I'm not a. I'm not a fan of any of them. Uh, I don't mind him as much as you mind him, yeah. but uh, I find it it's very funny. <laughs> so, and I think as long as comedians are being funny about politicians, which you always, are, I think with you, you've always had a sense of. Uh, you've always mocked yourself as well yeah. as uh, so. Like it's not. I think when a, when comedy when politics gets into comedy, sometimes it can be all right. But you know, you know, have a word with yourself. But you obviously feel very strongly about your own views uh but uh, you're always prepared you've always been prepared to mock yourself absolutely uh, i mean i think people get more right wing as they get older and i mean there was nowhere there was no further left for you to go really when you started
4: out there? So, so i don't
0: i don't think you have got more right wing but uh, but there was a very the, the lovely podcast which i hope you'll do more stuff like this as well where you talk to david renwick and Andrew Marshall. Yeah. <laughs> and I love the fact you'd got his name wrong every single time you said it. And and I love the fact that he corrected you, because yeah. I would have called him David Rennick. Um, yeah. Uh, but you worked with him for a long time. So I yeah, know I've known been, him for I don't know if that's years. been bubbling under for 30 probably, years. He just went, it's Renwick, it's Renwick, Alexi. Um But you talked about What's Apocalypse, but also all the stuff you guys, the three of you, did together, which is a, a sort of, I mean, it's not a forgotten um a conglomeration of people, but because you've worked with so many people, I'd kind of forgotten that you'd had so much to do with David Renwick and Andrew Marshall, who obviously have gone on to great success mm. as you have uh, independently. Mm. Um, but talking about Whoops Apocalypse, which was a series and a, and a movie, and uh, and the sketch show you did with those guys mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. Um, so it's very, it's, 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 if you're interested in those shows, it's well worth listening to that. Yeah. One.
3: Well, and again, that is one of the you know, liberating things about podcasts. You can just,
0: yeah.
3: you know, it doesn't, if, yeah, you know, you can, you can. The first two are intensely political about the kind of I minutiae mean, left wing politics, and then the the next ones are kind of, you know, comedy fans edition. And yeah. you know, I don't know whether, you, you know, people who are interested in 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 the in the you know former will listen to the you know, but it doesn't matter, does it?
0: I mean, you pick and choose. Yeah, I, I think it's, but also people like you know, you're trying out material. There's some funny stuff I discovered. Uh, that you into, which I should have known maybe before that you're into Chinese martial arts. Yeah, I was just—I was, just, aware I was of. doing
3: a class just before
0: this. Well, so, yeah. 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 And I love the bit where you, <laughs> you have a go at the things that people inevitably say to you as a result. That which I won't. I was I was very tempted to pretend I hadn't listened and just do it to you. But, uh, <laughs> so you, see how you reacted. But you know, so you're finding comedy out of those yeah. those little things. Yeah. When did you get into Chinese martial arts? How long well, I've been that? I've done
3: martial arts over the years uh, on and off, uh, but always before I've had um, uh, I've had a, like a personal, you know, I've had a che- you know teacher really. So you where, where you you um you progress faster but it's not you know you miss out on the group experience but in I talk about this in my stand up show but in 20 late 2015 i had a severe autoimmune condition it's, well i have i have this condition called light complaints basically my my brain kind of exploded in tw- late 2015 and i lost my balance and my kind of my sight and um and it took a while to come back and so i um a friend of mine was did Tai Chi Kung Fu and I'd been to a few classes before of uh, the kind of uh, the fighting style but I said to her um you know do you do kind of Tai Chi you know in in your um in your group and she said yeah and so I signed on really but it was the fir- it was also the first time in, you know where I'd I'd been with a group of people and I just it was just a transformative experience you know that I to you know to be in a class and to be the worst in the class you know by far and the oldest um, you know, it's, is, but I feel it's tremendous affection really for everybody in the group. And, um, it's, yeah, it's a, it's just a profound, you know, it's just, you know, it's it, it's just it's been really amazing for me.
0: So it's a meditative thing as much as anything, but it's obviously a, a self. You can presume. yeah, it's a, a, it's, a uh, it's um yeah. Well, I mean,
3: you know, you get a lot. Of, I mean, Tai Chi is often kind of denatured in in um in in the West, particularly. So if you can do like what they call Yang style short form, you know, in a village hall and not realize that it is a it is a martial art, but in fact, even though you're doing, you know, this like this gesture. You know, it looks. It's, you can do it as a kind of exercise, but it's also about getting under somebody's chill and pulling their head off. You know, <laughs> so um, you know, and these are kind of you know poking people's eyes out and stuff. So it is both a kind of movement in meditation, but it's also about really seriously fucking people up. Um,
0: and is it about control? Because you know, you've had you've had uh, the, if you read your biogs and even on your own uh, page you talk about you know losing moving on from places you tried to strangle someone or you've been in a fight with someone <laughs> and so is this an, is this and an, is that kind of was there an, an element of you that was genuinely angry as when you were younger that you're you're managing to control or do you think you always had it under control i
3: think yeah i think a lot of that was you know the people i was fighting with were Tough, you know, I no. mean, it wasn't like <laughs> I don't think I was ever really a you know, a, a, you know, a, a genuine hard case. Or I, I no, I don't. I was never really. Um, I don't know. I don't. I you know. I don't. It was. Just, I don't think it was. I was particularly no angry. But you were an really.
0: intimidating. You know, the act is yeah, an exactly, intimidating yeah. act and yeah. you know, a confident act. And you know, you would imagine. And like when you, when you were you know introducing people at the comedy store, and then if they were bad, and we talked about that last time, they were you would just say how shit they, were. Yeah. <laughs> how shit they were, uh, afterwards, which is great in a lot of ways, but that must have riled a lot of people up.
3: I know. imagine so. It was yeah. In yeah, retrospect, but never. I think it was t- tremendously cruel, you know. But it was. <laughs> but it was, you know, it was what it was—the spirit of the times, partly, and sure. it was—it was—it was, it was what made the show work, really. Sure. Uh, yeah, and I do have, you know, there is that kind of, de- you know, I mean, I think when I got in front of an audience, I was uh, fearless, really. So, um, you know, it was a kind of demonic possession, really, that I would do. Yeah, yeah, I would have the strength of ten
0: because you're very—you are—in in reality, you, uh, you know, I obviously didn't know you back in the eighties, but I've, I've met you a few times, and and heard you talking on other things and you're, you're a very sensitive and thoughtful educated man yeah. um and uh it's you know must do are people in a tai chi class are people going is that alexi sale do they do they know who you are uh, and are they kind of freaked out or I, do they i don't think I I,
3: I I i i mean, most of them are, are foreign of one kind or another really right. so they don't uh they don't really, and then a lot of them are young, so they also, I don't really impinge. I don't, I, I never, I mean, I, I think one of the things that had probably stopped me doing stuff before was that idea, you know, well, people can't see Alexi Sale failing to do golden cockerel stands on one leg, you know I mean? He, um, then it's kind of like I. all that stuff fell away somehow and I didn't care about being ridiculous or incompetent you know and it's it's i mean it's partly i suppose about aging maybe but all that all that kind of ego uh, disappeared really so i don't know what they think i don't i think i don't know nobody it's not it's also not you know you're you know you're very much a i mean i'm very much i mean i'll count i mean i'm very much a junior in that in that setup you know i mean i'm still i mean i suppose i'm i mean I've, i've been doing it for four and a half years so i'm what you know, fairly senior now in a way, but I'm still not. There's everybody nearly everybody is better than me in the class, or well,
0: everybody really is better than me. So. At the end of the t- session, you just sort of fight out, see who's the toughest, and who could, you know, say so you got the Well, the... <laughs> No,
3: we don't, no, we no. don't. Well, especially not, you can't spar or anything at the moment, you know, it's all, it's all forbidden.
1: Life is made up of many gorgeous moments, cherish them all, big and small, with Blue Nile.
0: Oh dear! Good. Well, <laughs> it's, it's it's all very interesting. Um, uh, and we'll we'll move on from the podcast. But I think you know what strikes me within the podcast is that you know I I mean I I I try to remain uh like open minded about everything and take the piss out well, to take the piss out of everyone, but with the left, it sort of feels that your ire you know your ire is more at Keir Starmer than it is at Boris Johnson. Yeah, and well, not that I Do you think that that that's would... the problem with the left? I mean, you talk about that idea of the... Um, there's a very funny anecdote you tell about in one of them about Tony Benn going to a meeting on the day of 9-11 <laughs> yeah. and they spend an hour discussing the, the, the pamphlets they've got coming out and they don't discuss. <laughs> and Tony goes, the Should we talk about and, what's yeah, happening? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and do you think that's the problem with the left, that they're more interested in fighting each other? Because it's you know it's gone one way or the other, hasn't it? It's either, either people were furious that on the left if we're talking labour and uh, and the communism to, to an extent, I suppose people were either furious with Jeremy Corbyn because they thought that he was never going to win, or they're furious with Keir Starmer. And you know, and it, those two, it's so divided. I think you talk about um, they. Should, I mean, I think they probably should divide.
4: Oh, but, God, but will yeah. we ever
0: win? Will the left ever win if we're more interested in fighting each other than we are in fighting? Well, yeah. <laughs> fight
3: I mean, I would, you know, I would, I would challenge the contention really that Keir Starmer is on. Is in any way on the left? I mean, I think okay. that he's, uh, you know, he's acting very much in, in in the interests of, you know, the the power, you know what they call in Spain el poder, you know, the power. Um, I, I, I think, and whether uh, so, uh, but yeah, it's obviously fissipariousness. You know, the, the 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 kind of splitting off of the left is uh is, is a is a perennial problem, really. I mean, I always like the story. There was, I remember when I was like teenager in Liverpool, it was, in, in Birkenhead, there was five syndicalists, which is a kind of form of anarchism, you know. And they were all poor and they got money together to go, like in a van to a conference in London. And on the way, they had a split. <laughs> <coughs> Three of them went one way and two went, you know, like only... Two of them went to the conference in the end, and the other, the others formed a faction that was called, you know, the Syndicalist of Birkenhead, you know, rather than Birkenhead, Syndicalist. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, that is a. That, I mean, it it is. Uh, that is a problem on the left, and I don't know. <clears throat> it's something that's always been a staple of my work, so it's um, you know, it's always stuff I've gone on about. It is, and I don't know what you do about it, really, but it is. Um, I mean, I think for me, the five years have been revelatory, really, that I always knew. And it's I mean, in a way, it's been artistically, it's been very good for me. And it's also helped me very much identify an audience, I think. But I, um, you know, the kind of rise of Corbyn and then the campaign of vilification, the lies that came at him, you know, from every kind of. You know, I mean, absolutely untrue, absolute lies, absolute distortions of truth, that um, you know, came out. That it, I found it truly shocking how much, and whether it's always been the case or whether this is something new, but how much of um. You know how to what extent the the game is rigged, really. That you know, and it it comes at you not only from the people that you think are your enemies, but sometimes people who you thought were kind of allies and stuff. And it's just been it it is so wrong the the way that Corbyn was treated, the sneering attitude of the media, and then the lies that were told about him. That um, I, I find it, I, I, I found it shocking, really. But and it's but it's also caused me to try and you know re engage in politics really and to try and find a way uh a way a way through and I don't know what the i mean one of the problems is you know i mean I think I talk about this a bit that the <clears throat> that you know because people on the left are, are the kind of reverse of, of what is the kind of media was the media So They are the good people. They're the kind people. They the generally often work in the caring services, you know, doctors, nurses, teachers, you know, social workers, all that stuff. And they are profoundly good, really. And this is, um, which is kind of a problem, really, because they behave, they believe in the decency, I think, partly of, yeah. of people, which is a fucking profound mistake to make, <laughs> to think that human beings are, Essentially decent, you know, yeah. and so they're they're constantly shocked when somebody, you know, like they, you know, they thought they believed Starmer when he said he was going to be the unity candidate and he was going to be con- continuity Corbynism. He was fucking lying to his lying tiny little teeth, but um, <laughs> he. <laughs> they kind of voted for him and like, then oh, they're Oh, I didn't think that had happened, you know? And it's, so it's, I, I, I have no, you know, the, the, the left is tremendously flawed, partly because <clears throat> precisely because of their decency. Um, that, and I don't know how you, but I hate losing really. And so I, yeah,
0: don't, well, I, I, that's, I just think they're never, there's being right. And I think, you know, you are from my money, you're right about a lot of things. Um, but being correct it isn't any use if you spend your whole life not having any power to do it. No, I and guess, no, but it's, I mean, I think
3: that, um, you know, yeah, I mean, I think, I mean, but it's like, at the moment, if you're left-wing, if you're basically, you know, somebody who opposed the war in Iraq and all that shit, then you've got no representation. At least if you had a party, <coughs> so if you had a party that, you know, had represented your views, at least you'd have that. you'd have that rather than the stinking fucking corrupt cesspit that is the fucking Labour Party. Uh, but
0: that's what I mean. So you're so angry at the Labour Party, but the Conservative Party <laughs> is a lot worse. And because, because Labour and the, the left and the communists and the left wing um, are all fighting, the Conservatives could just get on and are going, you know, anything is left wing compared to the way the Tory party yeah. is going at the moment. Well, so, you know, personally, I would just prefer anything. Maybe,
3: I suppose so. Although the great black American socialist W.E.B. Dubois, when somebody said about um, voting for the lesser of two evils, he said, there aren't two evils. There's one evil, it's got two parties. And so I sort of kind of think that more, really, that, you know, Starmer and fucking Gordon Brown and now seems to be his BFF. Um what's the I think, difference you know, between? I think
0: the thing is that the actual all the things we're worried about at the moment aren't in the long run are not going to be as important as the environment. And I think the yeah. environmental issues are going to actually throw the world into such chaos that yeah. all of this will be irrelevant. I think there probably is a massive cataclysmic event coming in, which case... I think that that's the, the that's our moment the possibility really. that's, of that's what well, I'm thinking people for, who yeah. care about the world, I think you know yeah. if you care about the world and want the world to still be here then and you the kind of blatant capitalism has yeah, to yeah or to that form. kind of
3: what Starmer's offering which is a kind of managerial which is to manage capitalism a little bit better, you know that's not gonna fucking work either no, I think but it's true uh, a mad max dystopia is really our is our best bet really. <laughs> I uh,
0: um, yeah, but, you know, it's lovely to hear it discussed on a podcast. And whether you agree with it or not, I hope people will listen because I think it's. And I don't agree with you about everything, I have to say. But, right. but I, but but you know, what would the world be if we did? But um, you know, it's great to hear that that being discussed openly without. Uh, you know, I, th- I think that is the yeah, problem. We they, yeah. th- a lot of those ideas don't even get through to people's no, no consciousness no. anymore. And they can get through to people and then they can go, I don't think that's going to work. Absolutely, and it's <laughs> but not. It's, but it's, yeah, hard. No. it's hard to even hear them. So there we go. Yeah. But let's talk, uh, in our remaining time, let's talk about, I mean, looking through your, your career as a whole, it's very interesting, I think, once you get to a, probably a certain point beyond sort of 60 and you can look back at the whole spread of someone's career and, and what they've done. But you, what you, what and Michael Palin was my first guest I had in 2020, and you are practically my last guest of 2020. And very similarly, you've both kind of achieved so much in so many different disciplines over all that time, because you've been a, an author and you've been a film star, you've been a stand-up, you've been a, a TV actor, and you've been into politics, and you've kind of done well at all these different things do you look back at your career and think this is because I did this is I've, I've done an amazing I've had an amazing life I hope there's still another 20 or 30 years to go <laughs> of work Alexi but oh, no. if there's not would you do you look <laughs> back at it and do you look back and think this is amazing or do you still do you feel it's a sort of sense you feel that sort of th- that this rug got pulled out from under your feet a little bit maybe and well it's it's
3: complicated isn't it it's yeah. uh, I mean to navigate as 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 you know, really, to navigate a, a career in show business and to sort of remain in it and to not fall down, you know, one of those holes that are, yeah. are waiting for you is really difficult. I think to not and to not collapse into, you know, kind of just doing the same thing over and over again because it worked for you in the '80s or, um, you know. Yeah. Well, yeah. Going, be going right wing and doing, you know, the raw variety show and getting a, a you know, a, 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 an MBE or some shit like that, and hanging around with. I don't know. Why is there's a picture of Chris Evans for some reason on this? Are you putting that up or is it? It's another Chris.
0: It's, it's called, on my screen. Oh, it's, it's a, a different it's a, Chris a, Evans. Oh, right. Different. It's not that. I, I, one. Yeah, it's got, not that. One. Um,
3: yeah, I thought it's all right. Thought, that yeah. I'm blind I thought you were don't worry me. about him he's just lurking um, there, <laughs> <laughs> but I mean that you know just that kind of you know um that just becoming another um cele- you know just falling down that celebrity kind of hole you know to navigate a way through that and to find a way artistically to you know to 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 um, find new th- you know find a way to 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 remain original i think is a immensely difficult challenge i think that most people don't make it really um sure uh and so, but then
0: you have made it i think don't you I mean i think that's what's yeah even you know you moved it to towards more maybe more novel books and novels for a little yeah. while but which is still a very interesting and very difficult thing to, to achieve what you've achieved in uh and uh and you know now you're back doing stand-up but yeah to stay relevant in stand-up because you couldn't you couldn't come back and just do
2: the same it couldn't be the same you know and also
0: it wouldn't work as a a a man in his 20s and a man in his 60s you can't do the same sort of material anyway so to it is about reinvention and I think that you know I sort of feel lucky that and for me and Stu I think that we weren't more we could have got more success and we could have fallen down that that rabbit hole yeah. and as a result we've been we've been forced into doing stuff that's sort of more interesting well, but you that, both had, like-
3: I mean you both had your wilderness years haven't you yeah, really yeah. and I think that yeah. that's you know I think sometimes people with me think that it was you know I think there was years when I was I felt very much out of fashion you know and um kind of disregarded really which is which is a <clears throat> which is it's a it's a difficult experience but it's also um you know, if you cope with it in the right way, is uh, eventually if you can come out the other end. I think is um, yeah. You know, it, it it teaches you what's important. You know, for you as a performer, really. I think.
0: But I think also, like, it's a, the, the the acting part of your career is really interesting because you've been in like Hollywood blockbusters. Uh, there's, I wanted to talk to you about Siesta, which all <laughs> it says on your website is, is this really really bad movie. I don't remember Siesta. Oh I man, I didn't see that. But do you? What was what was Siesta that you that all you said? This is a you say with Carry On Columbus. I, I'll never understand what possessed me to. Oh, do what
3: the just, fuck I was thinking but, there.
0: But Siesta, you just go. This is a really, really bad movie. Well,
3: I think that um, yeah, I mean, my, my acting career is some, is some. Yeah, I feel kind of ambiguous about because I, I have tremendous admiration for actors. I think it's a really difficult thing to do. The one thing actors can't do is do stand-up, really, or even successfully play stand-ups. There's no there's no time when an actor has ever successfully, you know, and there was a fashion a few years ago for, you know, to do the lives of, um, you know, Tony Hancock and people like that. And if, if an actor was doing it, it always, the, the stand-up part of it always, and actually even the, the other bit of it, always seemed completely false, really. Because uh, I think a stand-up has to, play a stand-up really and the best i think the best film about stand-up one of the best films about stand-up <coughs> is actually adam sandler's funny people uh with, okay, which yeah. is um adam sandler is a kind of slightly older comic and then the younger generation seth rogan jonah hill people like that and they just—it's about—it's about the love the comedians have for each other, but also the kind of you know competitive spirit as well. Uh, anyway, so I think that my acting career—that I never took it quite seriously enough. I never tried hard enough. I never—if anybody's um, thinking now uh, about like like auditioning—I'd never learn me lines for the audition. I'd never—I yeah. was vaguely. Content- I mean, David Renick in the podcast ran You see, I still get Renwick. it wrong. Um, <laughs> You know, tells them when I went to audition or meet them for Whoops Apocalypse, and I hadn't. I told them I hadn't read the script, uh, so I hadn't got to my bit. Um, I mean, that was typical of me, really. And I, I think in retrospect, I never really got to be. <coughs> if I never got to be in something where I re- which really played to my strength that I never got to be in a
0: hit really. Um the Well, I... I mean Indiana Jones would did all right. Yeah, but was, um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it
3: was okay. Yeah, okay. But I wasn't But I was like even to minor. get to
0: that level where and you know, then it may not be like a lot of big standout starring roles, but to get to that point where you're being cast in movies and li- and living that life because it's interesting, isn't it, to mix yeah. I find that interesting of you being put in a mix with Harrison Ford and yeah. you know uh, it, sitting it, in the canteen with him, which I'm sure <laughs> if that kind of thing it happens is it's just
3: the first the first thing Harrison Ford said to me when I met him in Spain was he said, I'm a huge fan of yours, right. and I thought to myself, What fucking use is that to me <laughs> what fuck what how is that gonna help me you know um uh but I mean she uh, yeah, I took too many films, I think, because I fancied the holiday or yeah. You know, and, and and I didn't really I wasn't strategic about my acting career. And so to get back to Siesta, Siesta is a <coughs> sorry to keep calling Siesta is an extraordinary film, it's got an amazing cast in it. It's got Ellen Barkin, Gabriel Byrne, Grace Jones, Isabella Rossellini, Martin Sheen, wow. um uh, uh um, Julian Temple, uh and uh, Jodie Foster. Okay. And me. And uh, as each of them had their name taken off the poster, I kind of went up the ranking until it was <laughs> Unfilm Dirt alexi sale It's about, it's about, it stars Ellen, it's where Ellen Barkin actually met and then subsequently married Gabrielle Byrne as well. Um, it, it um, and it was directed by a woman who... Um, had uh, done the Madonna videos like she did Material World and stuff like that, Mary Lambert. And then after that, the best film she could get was Pet Cemetery Two. <laughs> it was an amazingly pretentious film about it was based on a novel. Um and it was about um a woman who wakes up on the edge of an airfield in S- Spain. And she doesn't know how she got there. And she it turns out she's this kind of stunt woman who does these kind of evil can evil stunts, and then she reconstructs the um Uh, her last few days well and it turns out that she'd been dead all along but I'm a a Madrid taxi driver who's also kind of doubling as the angel of death and um I, 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 as I said in the book, I actually can remember my lines in Spanish, which, but I, I'd, I'd learned them from an Argentinian friend of mine. And I, what I didn't know was that kind of Arge, the Argentinian accent is a kind of ridiculous accent. Again, it's a lack of research. Really, so I, I, Ellen gets can in my cabin. I say, "Te puedo llevar al Central pero se cobra más. Los Domingos, I can take to the sense of it cost more on Sunday. And it got, my line got massive. And then I turned, and then in English I'd say to her, You got money? You got money? And I said, At a screening, and it got a huge laugh, and it it is not a comedy. And it's just the most extraordinarily pretentious film that you could. It's worth, there's bits of it, I think, on, on YouTube. It's worth seeing, really. Everybody thought that they were. With Fellini really and they were making this um masterpiece and it was just yeah. nonsense. <laughs> but it's worth, you know, it's a it was a it was a it was a um it was a it was an interesting interlude, you know.
0: Yeah, but also it's just I think it's out of all the people who end up acting, I know like a I suppose Omid Jalili's a little bit similar, you know, he's sort of plucked out of stand up to be he's much better in lots at of it films. Than me. Well acting. He's very he's not, really, really good, but it's yeah. but it's it's a person you can't... And he's a very sort of gregarious person. I'm sure he's lovely to have on set. But it's you can't me, yeah. imagine him mixing with the people he's... If you know him, so you go. That's not the person I expect to be plucked out and bring yeah, in uh, yeah. Hollywood films. It's kind of... it's You know, it's great, though, just to to, to see both of
3: you. Yeah. Films. No, I but think Ahmed must- I, I has made a much better fist of, of, of acting, really, than, than, yeah. than I did, really. But he was... I mean, when people ask me who would play... Uh, play me in, in the movie. I always say Ahmed really, <laughs> uh, but also there's, you know, he tells me, you know, I was friendly with Robin Williams really, and wrote, you know, kind of and wrote, you know, various when he died, wrote various obituaries for him. But Ahmed said uh, every time he met Robin, Robin would say, oh, "It's really great to see you again, Alexei." Uh,
0: <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'd like to see the challenge of Ahmed I mean, having to play you. I have to say, I, well, I'm sure he could do it, but. You're quite different personality types, yes,
3: indeed. Yeah.
0: <laughs> we have like there's, there's been a lot of comedy deaths in the last, yeah, six or seven years. We've since I last talked to you, we have lost a lot of really big names, and this year we've lost a, a few more. Um, it's uh, it's it's a sort of it's it's odd, like some you know, Nicholas Parsons is 95, Rick Mayo, obviously, in his uh 50s still. It's a uh, does is. Mortality—something that uh, occupies your thoughts—every single you...
3: second, of every <laughs> every minute. For me. Yeah, yeah, it's not something I'm, I've worked out a kind of relaxed attitude to. Really, oblivion. No, it's um, yeah, it's well, you know, again, it's aging, and um, you know, that's another that's another challenge. Really, is aging, and again, I mean, the martial arts is very good for. Making you supple, yeah. keeping you—you know—I mean, a lot well, of the is, masters and uh, a lot of the masters in Tai Chi are in their eighties and nineties, right. you know, and they, you know, they pull trucks around with their penises and stuff like that. It's uh, <laughs> Something I'm hoping to do in the next door.
0: I'm hoping you're—you know—you're going to keep going. You've lost your sense of smell, you've lost your sense mm. of sight. Okay You kind of senses come and go, but hopefully they'll keep coming back again. But uh, you know, I think there's there's not many comedians, I guess, who push through or suddenly interesting comedians comedians either die like ridiculously young or or get into like their their mindset and a set I think it'd be great to see you in your 80s still yeah still yeah. doing stuff do you think you will want to do that or Maybe, do you... but
3: yeah if I'm still going yeah. then yes I mean I think yeah. that um you know I am I have I am thrilled to have found a way to to return to stand-up in a way that I am very proud of, you know, and also to have kind of located both, to have satisfied both an older audience but also to have, you know, that there's a lot of young people who also, uh, you know, are interested in what I do and stuff. And it, it is, I feel, a tremendous sense of satisfaction for having done that, really, that they... The the you know and also I should mention the imaginary sandwich bar as well that is yeah being a, to tell that, yeah a massive you know is is a, is a very successful show on Radio Four and it's it's something that I'm intensely proud of you know I think it's I mean I, God bless John and William for asking me to to do it really um, but it it, it, uh, it you know it it came together right away that show and it, fucking, it I fucking I think it's brilliant I mean I, yeah I do think it's really good and I love it's not. You know, it's also, it's 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 an evolution for me. It's not shouty like I used to be, you know, but it's, it's um, I think it retains the best of what I had when I was younger, but I had something more complex and self-doubting and, and more humane now, I think, you know.
0: Yeah, and I think it's interesting because there's now so many outlets for comedy and obviously... Uh even more so when you were on TV and when I was on TV, you know, there's yeah. th- three or four channels. And if you were lucky, or you know, a couple of radio show stations you might get on, but basically you were, you know, y- if you didn't get that bit lucky break, then that was it. But now you see, you know, you seem to be exploring like stage radio, which is, you know, as long as you've got an outlet to, to do it, it doesn't really matter how big it is because everything's, so spread out now that that there's nothing's huge and <laughs> you know it's very no difficult well to get that's a huge one of the you TV know here. I
3: mean I did you know I mean I think one of the things that um you know when I came back to comedy, you know, it was like I had to accept was that I'm not you know when it the first time around it was like you could be more or less the king, right? There was only like five of us out there really. Yeah. And um you could you know you could be that competitive that you could be you could see yourself as being the best, really. I mean, now, you know, when I came back in like 2011, 2012, you know, I just kind of accepted that I'm just some other bloke out there, really. You know, I can't hope to be the king of it anymore, but, uh, you know, that's kind of fine, really.
0: Yeah, but then I think so. It's in, to me, it's interesting. The bike ride thing, I think, is really interesting. The podcast, yeah, interesting. The sandwich yeah. bar is great. They're all different areas. Yeah, and uh, but you know, but it's just you expressing yourself in different ways. And so that I think that's what's amazing about the internet. Um, you know, I think I honestly think that that bike show could be a TV show and might be a TV show, but it would never actually, if you took that into a TV company. 15 years ago, then it told you to say, Yeah, sing hook, they? and that, but actually, you do it and it's good, and it wouldn't matter if you just did it yourself. Uh, yeah, I guess.
3: I mean, I don't, but I suppose that's the other thing that I'm amb- bit one the kind of things in a way that kind of dies in you is that, is that ambition, really. I mean, it's not, you know, I, I don't care if it's a TV show or not, really. No. I mean, it'd be nice, it'd be great. You well, know. I hope
0: not. I hope my stone clearing's never made into a TV show, <laughs> but you know, that's, but it's also something, that- some, th- some Sometimes things are just what they are, you know. Things that, that, it, that to take it anywhere else would might would certainly ch- change stone clearing, but it might work, but it might not. But it, but it's there for its own sake, and people will find it, and people will enjoy it. And is it already, one you know, Stonefield,
3: or is it yeah, not... one?
0: I do, I'm just trying to clear one to start with, and then I'll move on to the rest. Once I... it... there's only about a billion stones on it, it's 35 acres. So I've, I've managed to. I've been doing it for two and a half years, and you wouldn't know. So uh, okay. it might take me the rest of my life. You have to dig them up. They're a, not sort of lying around. They're... They're, they're lying on top, but it's, there's just an awful lot of them. I'm trying to build a wall that will be visible from space around the edge of the field. But it's a big field, Alexi, and, you know, I, it's, I'm only one man. You've heard of that. But the... maybe the future generations of herrings will finish. The, yeah, will finish you are
3: the... you are literally Sisyphus. <laughs> like you, are. you don't take it down at night again, like, and put all the stones no. back. Someone might be. Who knows? Probably I might be doing Stu, that. Stu is probably put, coming around at night and putting them back.
0: I don't mind. I like doing it anyway. So it's okay. He's only helping me if he does that. Um, yeah, it's it's all really interesting. I hope people will check out um, your podcast, which is, which is, you're going to get, there's a lot of interesting stuff in there. And, it, and it's beautifully produced as well. Your producer is great. Hello, and it's and for him to sort Cartier. this out. <laughs> um, and uh, do check that out. And we'll, so Will you be going back on the road with a different show or will you try and complete your tour uh, in 2021, yeah, still, if possible? I'll go out
3: and talk about how angry <laughs> I am about the result of the 2019 election. Wouldn't that be yeah, great? But... Yeah! You okay. <laughs> might not remember I'm, I'm by the I'm so then. angry. Ah, the bloody 2019 election. <laughs>
1: I'll
3: be <laughs> will shouting there be a new, about Ed? Rory Stewart. People are like, who? <laughs> who gives a fuck? I mean, uh, now I think that... um. I mean, who knows? Now it's it's all up in the air, really. I mean, I, yeah, I think that um, we're doing another. We're, I mean, I'm doing another series, The Absence of Normal, my Radio Four kind of cult, uh, drama short story series that goes out in March, uh, and there's another series of Imaginary Sandwich Bar, which will be in the uh, in November probably, and uh, it's being commissioned. And it, you know, I mean, obviously you know uh, hopefully we we you will know, we'll have reached some kind of stability by then um yeah. and so but yeah i think that also um it depends i mean again you know it 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 depends on i suppose where, what your position is what your position is after um after this is over really whether the yeah. the pack's been shuffled and whether you know whether people are still interested in in, in in what you've got to say. I think it'll be an interesting, it'll be an interesting time kind of post, uh, you know. I mean, people are playing. I noticed that idea of people, are, you know, that idea that it'll be the Roaring Twenties. that will be a time of kind of back an alien orgy once we come out of this, and then followed oh, by...
0: Fingers crossed. <laughs> yeah, we <we're>
3: dancing, <laughs> like, dancing the Charleston on top of taxi cabs in, uh, in Times Square. But then it'll be followed by this kind of catastrophic... Uh, economic uh crash a, re- a depression yes. really
0: do you have any predictions for january 1st behind me on that i should say is uh is what i think uh will the, the uk will the be chaos. like well, people, people are going to be listening to this from uh, something like the 6th of january i think it goes out so on the 6th of january how do you think the uk will be and what do you what do you think we'll have, <laughs> we'll have achieved do you think it's insane that we're talking two weeks away and we don't know whether there's gonna be a deal or not. Do you think there'll be a deal? I think it's all gonna be fine. <laughs> <laughs> Boris Johnson, yeah. at least Knights, not, not Boris No, got... Boris
3: he's, he's he's not what you think. He's 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 working it out. It's like a Well again, Jenny shouldn't have fucking listened to Jeremy. Jeremy, you would have had a soft Brexit, <laughs> you would have had a customs union if fucking Starmer and all those other bastards hadn't stabbed him in the back, he would have had a soft Brexit and everything would have been fixed by now and you your fucking camembert would have been safe, you middle class <laughs> wankers. Like Starmer, it was Starmer with his second referendum who knocked everybody. Well, we could
0: lay the blame a lot at a lot of doors and ultimately at our own, I think. Possibly Well, yeah,
3: we're all we're all responsible. We're all guilty. <laughs> we're, we're all we're all steeped in sin. No, it'll all be fine. That's my it'll prediction. It'll be fine. It'll be great. Nothing will possibly be
0: like,
3: go. I don't know. I, don't, I have no idea what's going to happen, to be honest. Oh, there's I got I
0: many lettuce, apparently. Lettuce and broccoli. Yeah. You know, i very my, the just went
3: to Waitrose and uh, it's stripped bare. <laughs> it's literally, uh, it is literally, there was nothing. There was no fresh fruit. There was no meat. Rice. There was no pasta, of
0: course. And, yeah. Gone, I mean it's so. Christmas. It might be Christmas. Uh,
3: <laughs> no, I think it was panic buying. I'm looking forward to I uh, one of my thrill one of my hobbies is eating you know, eating stuff that's incredibly out of date. Cause if I find like a chutney at the back of the cupboard that's like Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, if, I don't think I've eaten anything recent. Kind of in mostly this century, the, you know, the twenty, 20 you know from two thousand, tw- you know, twenties.
0: Yeah,
3: yeah, but uh, you know, uh, so I'm looking forward to eating yeah. all them them chutneys. I've been for you know, like that. You got you know, somebody gave you as a present ginger and date chutney. Malcolm's yeah. ginger and date chutney, and it's uh, you know best before June 1998. I'm really looking forward to being in forced our freezer to eat that. As
0: well. Yeah. Eh? Yeah. There's a lot of things in our freezer that my wife keeps on, you know, putting out leftovers in the freezer. and We never unfreeze them and eat it's them gonna again. Be, gonna so be, they're yeah. going to come out, on they but some of them are probably three or four years old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you're
3: going to be. It's...
0: Anyway, it's good to have a hobby, Lexi. It's good that's.
3: Yeah.
0: <laughs> I like doing Chinese martial arts and eating out. Oh yeah. I, I, well, I,
3: well we, could, we could do a whole. Maybe I'll do a podcast about best before. You don't mind. Well, I,
0: I'm best interested. Before. It's they, used by and best
3: before they're very different. There. Well, I love a best. Be- well, Linda brought me a sandwich before. BLT, three pound reduced to eighty nine p. That's what I've had to eat for my tea so far. <laughs> okay. that's so brilliant. that's the other thing. I love to buy. I like to buy like a load of reduced to clear sandwiches and then lay them out on a platter, as if I'm having a meeting.
0: It's good. Well, I've got a very lovely image to end the podcast of your, of what is to come for the, the comedian and his, and his, as he approaches 70. I'm approaching 60. Yeah. We'll see how it's going. Good. Uh, it's fantastic to talk to you again, Alexia. I hope I will talk yeah. to you again, uh, before, uh, before the next six or seven years. But yeah. good luck with the podcast. Do all tune into the podcast. My next week guest is Catherine Boa on the 30th. i uh, recording on the 30th. Uh, I'll be out in a week's time if you listen to the podcast. Uh, thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. Lexi Sale, what an absolute hero, legend in, in every sense. Thanks very much, Alexi. Goodbye. I've been listening to Rahulastapa with me, Rich Taring, and my guest, Alexi Sayle. Thank you to Pest, who provide the music for this audio podcast. I would also like to thank our researcher, Kathleen McKeegan, who does the fantastic Rahalastapa, website, um, where you can find out more than you need to know about this podcast, but it's very useful for me to research guests we've already seen. Thank you. I'm indebted, of course, to my producer and friend and director, Chris Evans. Not that one. Also, thanks to everyone at Acast and the British Comedy Guide and Ian Tunes for keeping us going. Thanks to everyone who's a badger and everyone who subscribed on Twitch using your Amazon Prime account to give us free money. It's an amazing thing. Please do it if you can. Um, This is a Sky Potato Fuzz and GoFasterStripe.com production. GoFasterStripe.com slash badges if you want to get loads of backstage extras, loads of extra interviews, uh, loads of extra... Cool videos, stand up shows, membership card, secret code, badges, ad free podcasts. The lot, my fine friends. Why not give it a fine, fine go? Now, fuck off and leave me alone because I've got stuff to do. I'm not just doing this for your entertainment, you know.
4: Bye.
2: No, this isn't a podcast about milk. If you like historical intrigue, a bit of culture and a sprinkling of controversy, this one's for you. I'm Rachel Stewart and I'm travelling around Europe. Following the hidden history of everyday things as they're exported through time and around the world, by force, by chance or by choice. No need to pack your bags. Just subscribe to Don't Drink the Milk wherever you listen to podcasts.
0: Thank you very much for listening to my podcasts. Listen to some more. Tell your friends about these podcasts. We're in a very competitive market. It would be lovely to keep those downloads coming in. The more downloads we get, the more money we make, and the more podcasts we can make for you. It's a beautiful, symbiotic relationship. Come and see me on tour at richardherring.com. But otherwise, just, you know, go outside.
4: Enjoy the spring air. It's beautiful out there. I love you all. Goodbye.